Scootin' forward. Scoot. Scooch your gooch. <clears throat> Scooch your gooch. I would rather not. My gooch is plenty scooched. I'll scoot your gooch. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that didn't come up with a bit beforehand because Jared was at my house all day yesterday. You have seen so much of me. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, why so much? I am a parasite, <laughs> and Stephen is the host. Jared lives here now, I Correct. guess. I, I have spent more time in your apartment this weekend, or your condo this weekend, than I have at my own apartment. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I've literally just slept and watched Survivor, <laughs> and that's it, at my apartment. Oh, man. I hate to say it, we might need, like, a pause from Survivor. Not from the podcast. The podcast episodes are supposed to come out as they're coming out. But for us, we are cranking up a backlog because I'm out of town next weekend, and Jared's out of town... The weekend after. Yes, I am. I guess technically, when you're hearing this, I was out of town, yes. La last yeah, weekend. This last weekend, and Jared's out of town next weekend. Correct. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let's do this again on Tuesday, Stephen. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, so if you have emails, if you have things to send us, we may not get them into the episode. Just stay tuned. We don't know what's going to happen. If we're we're building this plane while it's flying. Yeah. We just talked about, before we uh, started recording, like, hey, remember when we lost the entire season one finale and had to do it again? Uh, we are building this thing as we're flying. And we can't build this dream together. <laughs> uh, well, other than the all of the yesterday that I saw you, how are you doing? How are we going to, like, how are we going to distill, because we're going to go, like, a bit of time without recording. Uh-huh. How are we going to distill everything that happened in our lives that we just talk shit about twice a week into, like, two weeks of backlog? We're going to make it happen, Jared. I guess so. <laughs> Think of all the things that we'll have to talk about. Uh, Think of how long the next episode's going to be. <laughs> the first five-hour episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. God, that would be awful. That's, this is awful. my undiagnosed ADHD outlet, so... Yeah. We're here giving medicinal something to Jared to get him through the day. We had a Pat Robertson is dead board game night yesterday. Yeah, we did. How do you feel about Captain Sonar, Stephen? I actually enjoy Captain Sonar. I do too. I set out Captain Sonar because we had seven people and it didn't make sense for seven people to play a, a, a team-based game. So I just, I kind of watched... I what I didn't plan on is the game going for two hours. Yeah. So okay, I so for those who don't know, Captain Sonar is a board game that is basically like team based live or real time battleship. battleship. Yep. You are navigating your sub. Everything that you have different roles. I'm not going to go into, into it too much, but basically, like someone is telling the ship where to go. Someone is trying to keep the systems up and running based on where the ship goes. And somebody's listening to the other side to figure out where they are. Usually it's played in real time. Yeah. So that it's it's chaos. And it's so much fun chaos. I Last night was the first time playing turn-based. 
Turn-based is a much slower game. Much, much slower. It got to the point where we're like, all right, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, uh... Especially because, as we've discussed on the podcast before, Lala has a bedtime. Steven's fiance has a bedtime. Yeah. And they were the radio operator, and they were like, okay, we have ten minutes of <laughs> me left. Figure this out. And they were writing haikus. It was very funny. Yeah, there were... <laughs> I don't want to say self-sabotage, but there was plenty of, uh, <laughs> the person who should be paying attention, not paying attention in that game. Yep. Oops. Oops. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good game. It's a good game. The hardest thing about it is that it really isn't fun with less than six people. You can technically do it with four. Mm. It, yeah, that doesn't That's too many fun. jobs for, that's too many jobs. <laughs> too many jobs for two people. Because yeah. there's four roles. Really, two of them can be combined pretty easily. So it's hard to get six people together for a board game night. And you have to have even numbers. Yeah. My family is into board games. I'm trying to decide if they would enjoy Captain Sonar. The fact that Michaela's going to be there, maybe not. I mean, that'd be a good person to like help introduce it. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I can't... I. It, it's hard to read sometimes what Michaela's into, what Michaela's not. What's crazy is it's, it's not a super complicated game. No. It is, it's intricate but not complicated, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, your objective is simple. Your roles are intricate, but once you understand them, oh, okay, pretty straightforward. You just have to play it a couple times to get the feeling for it. Yeah. Wild board games. We also downloaded Street Fighter Six last night. Which I haven't gotten to touch yet. You haven't gotten to touch because it's on my PlayStation. Well, we downloaded it, and then I was like, no, actually, Sarah, play me in chess. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, like... It, it was poor timing by all, but I don't know. Excited to really dive into that. I'm not a big fighting game fan, but... It looks really good. Against you, I will absolutely get competitive and, and play this game. <laughs> Will you give up on Puzzle Fighter? No, I will never give up on Puzzle Fighter. If I haven't told the story before, Jared and I went to the largest video arcade in North America. It's here in Chicago, and we we browsed the aisles, we played lots of games, and for whatever reason, this one game really stuck out to us. It's called Puzzle Fighter. It's Puzzle Fighter 2. Okay, Puzzle Fighter 2 specifically. And I it, don't know if one is any good, so I don't want people to like sure. look at it and be like, wait, this game sucks. It's Puyo Puyo, but with Street Fighter. And I'm sure it's more intricate than that, but it's it was agonizing for Jared, and now he's gotten good at it, and it's we've flipped it. Yeah, I think at one point Steven beat me like ten times in a row, and I was like, oh. And then something in my brain clicked to understand it, and now... I'm very good at it, and yeah, I like it very much. Yeah. We want to play a little bit of that when we're done here. All right. Yeah, that's all I really have. Anything you want to talk about before we dive into the episode? No. All right. Then let us go forward with a bumper. All right, so this episode came out on April 24th of 2003, two weeks since the last episode, as... We had our regularly mandated recap episode. Yeah. I, we did not watch the recap episode. I watched a little bit of it. I did not. Did was, not find... I just... I can't. There was a Shaguar. What? A Shaguar. Is that different from a Jaguar? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, did they find 
like as you combining shagging and jaguar like were did they find fucking jaguars and I mean, then maybe no there were just eyes staring off at them and everyone was terrified at, oh. at the ladies camp yeah i mean that's terrifying yeah man the number of things that could have gotten survivor just removed forever absolutely canceled that they barely got away from <laughs> the lion in season three yeah like Imagine Jaguar kills camp of girls in the Amazon. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we'd have we'd have a headline right there. Yeah. If they're going to put them in dangerous areas with large cats, they need to have they need to have a cameraman with a gun. That's fair. The only thing that stops a bad cat with a gun is a good cat with a I gun. I hate that you just said that. G- give me what's We need happening. to arm the jaguars. What's happening in the world? Okay. Uh, on April 14th of 2003, the Human Genome Project has completed with 99% of the human genome sequenced to an accuracy of 99.99%. Ooh. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I think that's important for medicine. I don't know why, though. U.S. troops in Baghdad capture... Abu Abbas, leader of the Palestinian group that killed an American on the hijacked cruise liner, the Akil Laro, in 1985. Guns of Akimbo. Yes. The Treaty of Ascension, the 2003 version, Taylor's version. This sounds like an anime. Go on. (laughs) Was signed. Concerning the ascension of the Czech Republic, the Republic of Estonia, the Republic of Cyprus, the Republic of Latvia. I'm going to stop saying republic. They're all republics. Lithuania, Hungary, Malta, Poland... Slovenia, Slovak Republic, all to the European Union. Ten more member states to the EU. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We're just shaping geopolitics as we know it in the year 2023 back in 2003. Yeah, buddy. Washington Wizards' Michael Jordan yep. <laughs> plays his final NBA game. I know of him. In Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a he's, he was a, a basketball player. <laughs> Received a three-minute standing ovation. Do you... At, at minute 2.30, are you like, all right, guys, are we going to wrap this up? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I don't know. For a guy like Michael Jordan, I feel like just just the whole journey of Michael Jordan is a lot to take in. It's wild. I'm semi-competitive. I like to think I'm friendly competitive. Mm-hmm. I want to win, but I don't... I'm not like, I'm going to fucking crush you. Like, that's not fun for anyone. Did you watch The Last Dance? No, but I do know there's a bit, like... Michael Jordan is so... He is toxically competitive. Yes. He's like, fuck them kids level of competitive. And petty. It's what makes him a good basketball player. And a terrible human being, apparently. Or at least hard to be around. I would not want to be near him, but like... He invited his high school coach who didn't put him on the basketball team to like one of his award ceremonies just to dunk on him. That sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) There was a SARS outbreak... SARS-CoV-1 outbreak Ah. in Beijing, closing all schools for two weeks. Which, you know, hey, two weeks to stop the spread, it works every time. (laughs) Jared. (laughs) And that's what happened in the week between episodes, or weeks between episodes. That's wild. Okay. Mm. If you were to pull a Michael Jordan, and you were to retire from your current profession, your current uh, whatever you're pursuing... And pick up something else, what would it be? Oh, that's interesting. Now, is this something I have to, that I, is this like a dream scenario or is this something realistic? No, this is, you've achieved everything you want to achieve. I mean, up to you. You could take it however you want. You've achieved everything you wanted to achieve. And now you're going to pursue a new passion. I think I'd get into shout casting. Like, 
esports shoutcasting. Okay. Were you just yelling at the screen? No, 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 sorry. I think that's the term for like live, like, a, like live casting play by play. Like commentating? Yeah. Okay. They call them shoutcasters. Okay, sure. I don't know. I'd, I'd want to be the color commentator. Yeah, that makes sense. Fun. You'd yeah. be good at it. What about you? I would. Hmm. That's a good question that I asked. And didn't have an answer to. I didn't have an answer to. Well, I asked it knowing that you were going to have to answer it, not, not me. <laughs> Uno reverse card. <laughs> Shit. I would probably want to... I mean, I'd pursue some of the things that I've already t- dabbled a little bit with, mm. like electrical engineering or the guitar. You I can would, do anything. You're like, I want to be an electrical engineer. Well, no, I think it's really interesting. It me. is. It's just not what a lot of people put as their, like, dream profession. It's... I don't know that it's a dream profession. Okay, let's bring it back. Something... Something glamorous. I don't know. It's okay. That's your answer. That's fine. I'm not a model. (laughs) You are a very beautiful man. Oh, ooh. You're a beautiful man. Will you wear wigs? Will you wear wigs? (laughs) The number one song in the charts is still Into Club by 50 Cent. It will apparently be until the day the sun fucking explodes. (laughs) Top five movies have changed quite a bit. What a Girl Wants is number five. Phone Booth is all the way number six, even though it's a good movie, apparently. Bulletproof Monk is number four. <laughs> we'll go to that one another time. I think that sounds like a good movie. Malibu's Most Wanted is number three. Holes is number two. Holes is out. All right, we have Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. That is a, if there's ever somebody that goes, what is a movie that is a better adaptation than its source material, than its, like, book? Mm-hmm. Holes. Holes. Holes is always the number one answer. It's very good. And I've I've not read the book, but, like, everyone who has, like, yeah, the movie's just better. Okay. And then Anger Management is number one. Have oh. you heard of Anger Management? Yes, I do know what Anger Management is. It's Adam Sandler and Jack... Is it Nicholson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, brief synopsis. Dave Busnick, played by Adam Sandler is usually a mild-mannered, non-confrontational guy for which they chose Adam Sandler. (laughs) Which also, Rob just looks like Adam Sandler. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But after an altercation aboard an airplane, he is remanded to the care of an anger management therapist, Dr. Buddy Rydell, Jack Nicholson, who could probably use a little anger management himself. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes on this movie is? Oh, I'm going to guess like low 60s, 62 Pretty close. Okay. 42% critic, but 59% audience. Okay. So... I call that okay. Yeah, especially for the audience. Like, that's that's pretty good. The movie's not, though. <laughs> the movie's not that good. That's... I mean, when you're, when you're making a comedy in the early 2000s, and you have Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, and your consensus is that it's not a very good movie, you are punching below your weight. Yeah. I feel like this was set up for Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey didn't want it. Oh, God. It seems like a very up-his-alley, like... Okay. Which role was supposed to be Jim Carrey? Yeah, I'm Sandler. Okay. Okay. That's... It, it's the straight man in a weird scenario drives him to these insane <laughs> levels of crazy. Sure. The premise for this movie is terrible. I don't know if I remember this right, because it's been a long time since I've seen this. Isn't, like, the whole scenario a fabrication? Isn't it all a lie? Like, the the scenario on the airplane, if I remember right, is just, like, people blowing it out of proportion, and he's just there like, what happened? What happened? I don't know. I don't watch these movies. That's, I just read the synopsis. Why don't you know things, Jared? <laughs> I should know everything. You're right. Uh, 
Well, in theme, let's start the episode. <laughs> episode 11, Q&A. Fun fact, I almost skipped this episode on Paramount Plus because I thought it was a Q&A. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an episode right away. You thought it was people just asking questions? Yes. So. I thought it was like a write-in episode. If it hadn't been, if the recap episode had been right before, I would have thought this was the recap episode. You don't want to sit and listen to Jeff answer questions for an hour? No. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a podcast now. That's true. And that's essentially what it is. Okay, yeah. You got me. <laughs> okay. We open the episode. Jenna and Heidi are contemplating the buff. Yes. It could be a tube top. It could be a skirt. We see it uses a tube top several times. Yeah. Up to this point, I think. We've, we've definitely done it before. They aren't breaking the, what a buff could be here. Skirt, dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. Like, your, your chest doesn't expand as much as your legs do. The range of mo movement there, like, I don't know, it just seems like the buff would not be able to sustain that. Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a, a little bit of risky business on that one. Anyway, the whole point is to illustrate that they are not thinking about the game anymore. They are no. thinking, we're in it, we got it. I also had a moment watching the, like, intro. Mm -hmm. Remember Janet? Yeah. That feels like so long ago. <laughs> a very long time There's ago. There's always at least one person where, like, they do the, the intro, like, showing all the people, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, look at that person. That's right. Who are you? <laughs> and honestly, the better the cast is towards the end of the season, the more people there are where I'm like, oh yeah, that person. Like Thailand, I remembered everyone because I was like, oh God, I missed those people. <laughs> I missed the good people. We... I missed the people that were entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anytime you're running a show for like 13 episodes, I'm going to forget the person yeah. who started. It just It doesn't matter unless it's a huge blind side or... Or it's like a Peter and Marquesas where yeah. it's like the first vote, but like you're talking about controlling all of your holes. I must so... control the orifices. <laughs> Like, that's memorable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the core four are sitting around. They're they're hanging out, really. It's Rob, Alex, Heidi, and Jenna. And they're sunbathing while everyone else is doing they're work. They're so cocky. They're cocky. They're feeling it. And everyone around them feels it, too. Butch, Christy, Matt, we have confessionals from all of them saying, The fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, did they forget we're going to be on the jury? Yeah, get off your ass. Like, it, I think it's Matt who has a, a beautiful moment of clarity. It's incomprehensible. If they make it to the final two, why would we vote for them? Yeah. But also, if they run the table, then you have to vote for, you one, have to of vote them, for one of so, them. I get what you're saying, Matt, but it doesn't exactly work that way. Sorry. We also I think he's in his in his mind Rob would be the other person. Yeah. We also have a, a small little aside while this is happening of Jenna's mom is sick. We, I think we've hinted at it before or briefly I talked about it. I don't think we have. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. I, it, if it was, it was so subtle that this was news to me. I Yes. So Jenna's mom has cancer and she left home knowing that she was sick and knowing, oh, she has cancer. It's not bad like, to the point that her life is in danger. Sure. But cancer is cancer and anything could happen, so there's obviously some sort of risk or some fear that something could happen while you're gone. And we find out later it's a brain tumor. Yes. Which, Which is... Have you ever been around someone with a brain tumor? No. I haven't either. I've had many bouts of cancer in my family, and 
it's just not great. Brain cancer, I can't imagine. Depending on where it is, too, it can affect different, like, functions and yeah. personality. And One thing I've learned from... So Hank Green has recently been diagnosed with cancer. TikTok personality, or, like, internet personality. He's been along... He's been around way before cancer. Or... Uh, not not before cancer. He was not around before cancer. <laughs> around way before TikTok. Okay. And he's a very, like, educational person. Mm -hmm. Like, he started a basically service, and I think it might be free, to just, like, help fill in the educational gaps okay. in, in, like, American education or, like, world education. Just trying to, like, he's just a good person that does a lot of educational content. And so he's been very educational about can his cancer and being like, yep, here's, you're going along the path with me. And do you know how chemo works? I have had it explained to me before. I can't off the top of my head remember. Basically, it targets the cells that are cancer cells. Mm -hmm. And the more aggressive the cancer is, the better chemo works, actually, mm. is how it was explained by him. Um, because the more aggressive it is, the more different it is than... Than what your body is usually making. Than, yeah, than your normal cells. Yeah. Because it's not like chemo is just killing cells indiscriminately. Yeah. It might get some of the healthy ones, but it's targeting the thing that makes them repopulate. So I, all that to say, I don't know how, like, obviously any cancer is severe and cancer in the brain, like anything fucking with your brain is bad news, yeah. but I don't know how easy it is for the chemo to attack the brain tumor and not hurt the brain because I don't know how different those cells are. It's scary, but I don't know how serious it is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if... It's not as serious as some other types of cancers because it might be so different. I'm gonna interject here with the it it is serious and hinting later down the road it it will not oh. end well. Damn. So I was hopeful. Yeah. I was really hopeful. Yeah. No, it's it it doesn't end well. So I'm just holding that. So moving on from sad, depressing cancer talk. We are in this area of, all right, we have an established four, we have the bottom three, like, boom, it's easy to just pick that off, right? 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 Right, Jared? Well, also funny that they mentioned that it's, like, high school. Like, this is... Yeah. This is the direct... We've had this comparison before in our emails, but it's funny that the, the show says that, so... Alex says that. Alex says that. He's and, like, and he's like, I don't like to say it, but ugh, it's a little bit like high school. But also, I think I've decided I like Jenna more than Heidi. Okay. Why? I just think Jenna is a better survivor player. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. She's more charismatic. She's, it, they've given a lot more screen time to Heidi, mm -hmm. but I think Jenna's more compelling. I agree from, I think from a gameplay standpoint, Jenna is more compelling and Feels like has more agency in this. Uh, I don't know. I've, we see a little bit in this episode, though, of the the, the mean girl tendencies sneaking yeah. through. Yeah, and I think that she's not perfect. She's no. compelling. And I think Heidi has much more of like, oh, shucks, I'm the girl next door. Yeah. And that's probably why she gets more screen time. Yeah. But I think Jenna, I like Jenna more. Good. Yeah. That, I mean, that's... That's an opinion. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, that's just my... T I'm, I'm sort of correcting... Or not correcting. Changing my mind mm. from early in the season when I was like... From when you were a child and you had a crush on Heidi? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but also, when I was like, I think Heidi 
is really interesting. I still think Heidi's interesting. I think they're both net positives for the season. Okay. And I like their friendship, and I like their alliance, and I think it does interesting things. But if I was if I was going to choose which one I would rather put in a returning season, it would be Jenna. Okay. All right. Well, then let's move forward into our reward challenge. It's the Survivor Auction! The best version of it so far? I enjoy this one. It's... I think using American dollars is smart. Yes. Thinking back to when they used local currency, it was really hard to tell how much things were going for because we're Americans. We don't know the buying rate of other countries' currencies offhand. I don't think it really matters all that much because as long as you establish this is how much you have total. Yeah, I mean, it might as well just be play tokens. Yeah. But it's easier for it's easier for me to keep track of $500 than what was it like 20,000 of whatever the like currency was in Africa? Yeah. yeah. Much easier to keep track of. Okay, I know how much $500 is. I know that you just bought that hamburger for $400. Yeah. You have $100 left. It does also do a little bit of fun in like you said, you bought a cheeseburger for $400. Mm-hmm. Like that's absurd. It, it just pokes fun at the, yeah, you're spending way too much on this food. Th- something you could get down the street for $5. And I'm sure they don't get to keep the money when they're done, but I kind of wish they did, and I kind of wish they told us that. Yeah. Because that's another fun wrinkle, too, of like, uh, do I want to spend $400 on a cheeseburger right now, or do I want to walk away? I mean, I'm playing for a million, but, like, I might not get it, so do I, would I rather have, like, an extra 500 bucks? What do I do? Yeah, so we got $500. And I'm just going to go down the line of what, what all of these things are and what we bought them for. We had a cheesecake. Feel free to stop me at any point I if will. you have interjections. We have a cheesecake, $120 to Heidi. It was the first bid and nobody outbid it. Why spend $120 on a cheesecake when you spend $400 on a mystery plate? It could be anything, even a cheesecake. It could be a cheesecake. <laughs> we then jump into... We jump into the mystery plate. People overvalue the mystery plate so much. And Alex gets it for $240, but he is given the option to switch out his mystery plate with the other mystery plate. Now, is this the what's behind door number two fallacy that they talk about? No, the Monty Hall problem. The Monty Hall. It's not quite the Monty Hall problem. Because you need three things for the Monty Hall problem, and you need to know that one of them is negative. Both could be positive. Both could be negative. There's only two things. There really isn't any rhyme or reason to it. This just seems straight 50-50. Sure. The Monty Hall problem is getting rid of, if you know that one of the things is bad, Mm -hmm. and they remove, you change your odds from 33% to 50% by switching. Yes. So, because you could have had the bad thing all along, but they show you that one of them is not the bad thing, so it's, that's how the math works out. Yep. So no, it's a weird thing for Jeff just to (laughs) dangle there, and then I wish we got to bid on the lasagna. Yeah. Like, oh, we know what it is. Great, let's bid on it now. Here you go. And that, man, that would have driven the knife in even more to Alex, who's already salty. He's so salty. I agree. I think it would have been a good way to do it. I don't know. We're we're just putting the lasagna away, I guess. That's Jeff's lunch now. I do think it is interesting that it plays to your gut instinct of, no, I want to stay with the thing that I bought. See, my gut instinct would be to switch. Mine wouldn't be. So, but we're also fundamentally different people. That is true. Just from the stories that you've told me, even today, we are very different people, Jared. 
Oh boy. Okay, moving on. A second mystery plate. Do you go after the second mystery plate after seeing the maniac? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I you agree. go after that aggressively. Yeah. And Matt does for four hundred dollars buys a cheeseburger and fries. Yeah. Compared to like, I would rather have a lasagna than a cheeseburger and fries when I'm that starved, yeah. or just like in general, I think. But it didn't look like a very like. Not all cheeseburger and fries are created equal, and I that agree. looked like some Cracker Barrel bullshit. <laughs> it it does seem overvalued at four hundred, but I would be if I got that, I'd be like, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, give that's me that, fine. give me that, baby. <laughs> once again, we have peanut butter and chocolate, and once again, it goes to Jenna. For $320. Jeff's really like, last time you took your shirt off for this. Yeah. You wanna, you wanna take your shirt Went off? One. No. no, okay, money. Okay, never, okay <laughs> give me the money. <laughs> Scrambled eggs, bacon, and pancakes, $400 to Butch. Butch is just like, fuck you, this is mine, I don't care. I would do the same thing. Yep. I don't know why you didn't just go 500 I mean, yeah. what are you gonna get for $100? Maybe maybe hoping that you don't know how many items are going to be so hoping that people exhaust all their resources and then you might be able to competitively bid on something sure i mean yeah if nobody's to get it for as little as you can but he would i think he would have gone to 500 if he had to that's fair okay you talked me down but also oh i forgot about this we get a surprise second part of the pancakes bacon the breakfast meal i thought it'd be coffee I didn't think it'd be a bed. It should be coffee. The bed seems a little ridiculous. It's very silly. And Jeff, it's so clunky. The way he tries to get in there, he's like, where do you enjoy eating breakfast? He's like, at, the, at home? At the table. At the diner? Wait, the fuck do you mean, Jeff? Do, do you like it in bed? I guess. Here's a bed! Okay, thanks. Okay. I'm gonna take that bed. I mean, you don't turn down a free bed in the Amazon, but like... Weird. Weird. <laughs> we then have another mystery item, and it is once again going to Alex for $240. It's steak. Yeah. That's a good one. That made up for it. Yeah. They're also, they, they skipped past them, but there was like a protein bar and a protein shake. I think Rob got the protein bar and oh, Matthew yes. got the protein shake. Here's, here's the fast mode. We got uh, protein bar goes to Rob, protein shake goes to Matt, chocolate cake goes to Heidi. That's right. And we didn't get any values for those. We just showed, boom, Rob, sold. Probably wasn't very interesting. No. And finally, we get to a letter from home. Christy hasn't spent any money so far. Yeah. Has we haven't not, even seen her bid. Has, we've seen her bid a couple times. Okay. She just didn't go after anything aggressively. Mm -hmm. We get a letter from home, and it's very clearly a bidding war between Christy and Heidi and Jenna. Man... That's rough, man. Like, I Christy did the right thing. Yep. Like, I don't think, or I don't think Christy did the wrong thing. Yes. I and like, good on Jenna for not pulling the cancer card, not being like, she could just straight up be like, guys, please give this to me. Mm -hmm. My mom has cancer. I want to know how she's doing. Yeah. She's a good sport about it. She cries afterwards, but like, it's not manipulation. It's just genuine. She has a breakdown. I know why the show did this, mm -hmm. and it's a great final prize. But there's this, there's this weird extenuating circumstance that they can't do anything about. And they, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's shaky ground that they kind of back off from by putting it up for a second auction. Yeah. This is on producers. This is on yeah. producers 100%. Why does Heidi bid? That was my question. 
Because she's bidding against Jenna. Yes. Part of me is thinking that she wanted to buy it for Jenna, but I don't think that's the case with how with how it was played. I think she wanted it for herself. I know. I do too. And that's wild because later we see Jenna get like salty at Christy. At Christy, but like to Heidi, not mentioning that Heidi was also bidding against her. It's like, this is a weird section. It is. And I don't know. It just, it makes me feel weird. I don't, I didn't like it. Me either. And like you said, we have a breakdown. Everyone's kind of like, well, this is a shitty way to end this. And Jeff's like, well, if, if it's okay with Christy, we could auction off another letter. Very clearly saying like, let Jenna win this, please. And Heidi still bids against her. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's super shitty. And again, why was Jenna not mad at, <laughs> at Heidi at that point? I don't know. Because we, we go from that. we That's it. That's auctions over. And we get back to camp. Maybe it's just clicky mean girl stuff where like they can't be, like neither of them can do anything wrong in each other's eyes. Like sure. they, are, they are soul bonded at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm all for like when emotions get heated like that like you say stupid shit and people people know that producers know that yeah. and that's why they sometimes want people to get emotional and yeah. heated oh yeah I don't think this was intentional I don't think they were like alright Jenna's mom has cancer let's dangle the letters like yeah. I think that they just didn't connect those dots until it was too late I agree I don't think that that is the case in other games particularly like MTV type reality shows they will get them so drunk and intoxicated and then tell them, this person said some shit, and then, oh, yeah. like, film it. Th Love not, is Blind is really bad about that. That's not what Survivor is doing here. No. And, like, as far as we know, she could have said that and then immediately been like, no, that's not fair. She won it, and I got my letter, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the camera cut away. Well, and Jenna's never liked or respected Christy anyway. No. So it's not like they're... Not like they're close. No. Yeah, it's... This is part of the reason why I say Survivor is not a reality show. Like, it is. It is. But it's more of a game show to me. Because when I think of a reality show, I think of injected drama. Yes. And that's not what Survivor is about. And in fact, once they realize they've done that, they back off right away. Yeah. I'm. There's times where they are shitty, i.e. Sneaking a granola bar into their camp to stir up drama. Like, yeah. that's shitty reality TV behavior. But it's really... Survivor really is closer to a game show to me than a reality show. Which is why I've always liked it better than the reality TV shows that you and Michaela like to watch. I mean, we like those because they're trash. I know. I, I don't. I don't like it. Anyway, Christy reads her letter. It's very nice. A little queer-coded? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I... There's a... There's definitely a heightened bond, yeah. But they also both have the same disability, and did they? I never expressly heard it, them say that. I thought that's what she said. I also something that made me, if she didn't say it, what made me think it is when she's talking about her, she started she's signing. signing. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, that seems like a very like she. We've never seen her sign before. Yeah. So maybe, but it, it seemed to me just more like a. Like an, a, a different type of identity bond. I did have that same thought too at the signing. So yeah, doesn't matter. She's happy. It, she's crying. Like, it's so sweet. It's very nice. Christy is a great human. She's not a very good survivor player. But she's a great human. <laughs> she's a very nice human. And 
Then we watch Jenna do the same thing, and we get some good news that the the tumor shrunk by fifty yeah. percent. And we're like, great. There's great happiness in this. I'm I'm still a little tainted from like the other stuff, so I'm yeah. I'm not gonna dwell on it for too long. Anyway, that happens. Butch and Matt go fishing, and Matt, this is this is still the chain. We're still working on the chain. Still the chain. Matt says he's gonna work on Rob. And then the three of us are going to go, I mean, we, we got Christy. Obviously, Christy's on the outs. Like, all we have to yeah. do is get Rob. And if People we don't... People are remembering that everyone has a fucking vote, yeah. and you don't have to stand there and take it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. It's really funny, though, knowing what we know about the chain and the, you don't, don't talk to me outside of this. It's, we never see Butch and Matt interact at all, except in the boat. It's so funny that they are having their own little super secret spy game that Rob did as a bit that he's now committed to as a strategy for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also wanted to say, you know who, I finally realized who Matt reminds me of. Who? Peter from Marquesas, but he actually does strategy. Mm. I see what you're saying a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's, so off-putting that he's like, I can control my holes. Yeah. But he's, like, this, he's just this weird guy. And it, I think at this point, I am I am worried that Matthew wins. I could see a world in which Rob brings him and a bitter jury votes Matthew. Because mm. I'm a little worried about how Rob wins this game now. Okay. I think he has fucked his jury pool so badly. And not, like, I think it's the right thing to do, but... I don't know if they're going to respect the game that he's playing. It's, it's interesting. I'm a little worried about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, last episode, I think I said that, like, I, I think Rob's flying too close to the sun, and now I don't think that at all. But we'll see. There's a lot of ups and downs in this season. There's a lot. It's great. Makes for a good season. But yeah, all that to say, Matthew reminds me of Peter, and just, like, this guy who's weird and knows he's weird, mm-hmm. but does nothing to change it. Mm. I see what you're saying. He's not as off-putting to me as Peter was. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> anyway, we're waiting for a linchpin. We're waiting for something to turn so that Rob will join the other three. And then we get a morning conversation. Fucking, what the fuck, Alex? And I did research on this, and part of the problem was they were up all night doing the, like, Jaguar watch. Mm-hmm. And so this was the tail end of that, and he was a little, like, really tired and loopy and said some shit that he should not have. Yeah, but he doubles down on it later. Does he? Yeah. D- tell me, why would he... I feel like later he, he... We have a different version of this conversation again with Rob and Alex, and it goes pretty much the same way. Like, but, like, the girls are involved, mm-hmm. and... They're like, yeah, we can get to the final four without any of us backstabbing each other, and then you know we'll just see how it plays out, and it, and like, and then doubles down, like, and Rob, you and I will probably go after each other, and like, it. Sure, he's tired. It's fucking stupid. Yes, what you say is, or like, I don't know, what your strategy should be if you're Alex is like, hey, those two are locked in. Let's lock in. Yep. Let's do two versus two. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's. It's just bad strategy, and I think once the cat was out of the bag, then... Yeah, that's true. Like, it doesn't really matter anymore. But yeah, telling Rob that he's number four when we get to four, 
Bad move. Yeah. It's a really bad move. And Rob, to his credit, the thing I've been screaming about for seasons is if you know that you are on the bottom of your alliance, get a different alliance. Figure it out. And he does. He he, he goes on. It's almost like I said a couple episodes of like, hey, Rob has three votes. Nobody's paying attention to the fact that we just gave Rob three votes in perpetuity. <laughs> and Rob says, I have never stopped playing Survivor. Despite everything that's going around, I will go out over my dead body. I agree. Yeah. Rob is my favorite contestant that we've had so far. And then... Except when he talks about women. <laughs> fair, fair. And then we get tree mail. And remember how I said Survivor is not gross? And then we do, we do this shit. We get essentially what someone calls a, a slam book. That it's a very high school thing. It's, yeah. It's asking questions about, like, who's your favorite person? Who's the most, the biggest drama queen? Who's crazy? Hot take. I like this challenge. Okay. I don't like the questions that they used. I agree. You can do a version of this. And I think Survivor's starting to understand what it is too. Doing the machete challenge and Jeff being so open about what it is. Mm -hmm. A questionnaire like this that is meant to drive people apart or mm -hmm. to, to challenge your perception on your tribe around you. If you do, like the questions are so... People magazine yeah. instead of if it's things like who do you think will win if not like don't like don't worry for yourself who do you think has the strongest chance to win who is the leader of the tribe who's on the bottom who's someone you can't I mean you can do ones like who's somebody you can't stand to be around but they're just weird ones like who's the hottest yeah yeah and some of the questions are good some of them are good I hope we see this challenge again and I hope we see it with better questions. Yeah, like, if you put these all as positives, I think it's a different world, but they're not. It's trying to incite drama. I mean, you can do negatives, too. The negatives just can't be around things that people can't change. Sure. Like, you can say, like, who doesn't fit in? Like, you can change how you fit into a tribe. That can change by the day. But it can't be, like, who's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... I mean, that wasn't one of them, but... Yeah, it, it has to be... Or who's crazy... Like, yeah, it has to be things that are that are changeable. Okay, cool. I'm just going to speed run through this because we, we get to the immunity challenge and there's a little bit in between, but it doesn't really matter. We get to the immunity challenge and it is. We're just, after you've taken your individual quiz, you're going to guess what the totality of everyone said. So you find what the majority answer was or the most popular answer. And... <laughs> It seems like they picked the questions that were made to drive Heidi and Jenna apart. That's probably a good a good thought. Yeah. Is they're trying to do something here. Yeah, because every other season they haven't had a Rob mm -hmm. who is willing to just change his entire alliance and everyone else to just ride it to the final four. But yeah, it's 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 weird. Yeah. So questions. Who would you trust with your life? Butch was the answer. That's a good question. Okay. Who uses sex appeal as a weapon? Jenna was the answer. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised that Jenna was so offended by this one because that's literally what she told us on day one. Yeah. So maybe she just doesn't like that her game's been caught onto or doesn't like the implications that that has for that people actually have that perception of her that she is weaponizing it. Sure. But I was surprised that she was surprised. That's fair. Who is the most honest? Matt was the answer Matthew Matt's votes in this are so fucking funny because he just votes for himself like every time yeah 
But he's right some of the time. He almost wins! He almost wins. Who would never survive on their own? Jenna's the answer. This was the one that really kind of upset her. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's such a judgmental question <laughs> to ask. And, like, what does that mean? Like, are you talking about surviving in the Amazon on your own? Are you talking about surviving back home on your own? It does feel a little bit weirdly piling on Jenna after we just had this emotional thing. Yeah. It, it seems unnecessary. Who needs therapy most? Yikes, man. I mean, I mean, it's everyone. I think everyone gets it right. This could have gone very poorly. The fact that Matt is so chill about it and he's like, yeah, we know it. Everyone, I've said it. I'm crazy. I know. I think once Matt started, like, go, like once he caught on that people view him as a weirdo and he started being like, yeah, I'm a weirdo, people were like, oh, he's not going to kill us. Yeah. I oh, think thank God. That's, that's a better way to, to go about it, really. Who would you most like to see pose naked in a magazine? Fuck off with this shit. This is bullshit. Matthew votes for Matthew, I think. I think you're right. <laughs> I don't know that that's true, but it is funny. Who in the tribe do you have a crush on? Oh, sorry, the naked person was Heidi. Yeah. Who do you have a, a crush on? Heidi, also the answer. But Matthew does vote for himself on this one. He does. What fucking world? I, I actually kind of wonder, because him and Rob both had four, mm. if he threw that on purpose. Mm. Why would he do that? Because he knows that he's the target. Oh, like, for those three, and he, he has Rob on his side, and if he has immunity, then it makes everyone suspicious of oh. who goes next. Okay. That might be giving him way too much fucking credit. I can see it, though. If we've learned our lesson from the... The guy's a fucking wild card. <laughs> he thinks about throwing challenges and then dominates them, and then does this, and like, gee... I, I, I can't imagine that he actually thinks that he was the answer to this question. I can't either. I don't think he's a stupid person. Right, and like, there's... I mean, just... As far as we know, everyone in the tribe is heterosexual. Yes, or at least as far as, we know. as far as we know. At least all the men are heterosexual. Yeah. Which is the important part because there's more men than women. So if the question is who you have a crush on and you're voting a man and yourself, you're throwing that question. That's fair. I agree. I think that's mm, interesting little take there. And then Rob wins. These are my people. And weirdly, like, Jeff says something about, like... Him being the leader! Yeah, you're in charge now. Jeff outs him! What does that mean? I don't know, but I hated that he said it because of who Rob is, and, like, Rob is actually, like, in first place right now. I'm like, Jeff, no. Jeff. Jeff, you don't do that. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, very, very strange. And, uh, yeah, I don't actually have any notes. Well... That's not true. We, we have, I have a brief amount of notes from the between tribal to the actual tribal. Because mm. it feels like we've established everything that we needed to establish. Well, the, the Matt and Rob conversation is super interesting. So first of all, Matt is such a fucking henchman. Rob sits him down and is like, hey man, here's the deal. I've been lying to you the whole time. Yes. And Matt's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, you're so chill with this. Yeah, I get why you did it. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's super chill. He doesn't, like, get angry about it. I think that it's such a wild thing to do, but I do think it's the right move. Because if, if Rob's going to pull the trigger on this plan, which he does, mm -hmm. Jen and Hyde are going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. So you need Matt's trust. And they know that you have been lying to Matt. All it takes is him going to Matt and be like, he's been playing you the whole fucking time. Just get in front of it. Just get ahead of it. You know it's going to come out. 
just get ahead of it. His social game is so on point. It's unrivaled. Yeah. It's great. Is this the best social game we've seen so far? Without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. Mm. I mean, I maybe, maybe Rich could play a better social game, but I have no context to judge that because it, the game was so different. So we'll see when, when All-Stars comes around. But yeah, no, without a doubt, Rob is, is the best social player we have had. All right. Cool. We move on to Tribal Council. Who would have thought Boston Rob wasn't even the best Rob? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, Tribal happens, and, I don't know, there's a, there's a few fun comments. Matt, I had a, a pretty rough start to the game. Yeah, but yeah. in a pretty bad middle. In <laughs> pretty bad middle. Just overall, you're not good at a social game, my dude. Everything is coming up, Matthew. <laughs> but he, he knows this, and he's acknowledging this, but right now, things are okay. Yeah, he's Maybe. on top now. I mean, not yet. Well, once After his vote this goes vote, through, yeah. yeah. He's either on top, or it's not his problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi's kind of same idea as the first week was tough, but I, I feel like I could I could definitely get to it. Jeff's point being is that it's been a long time. You're 30 days in. It's been a month. Are you going to make it nine more days? And I'm like, I could do nine more days. They'll look fine. Compare this to the corpses walking around Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're doing fine, my we, guy. We definitely hit our struggles earlier, but we feel like we've we've figured it out. The food isn't an issue. And I'm so glad that survivors walked away from the torture porn of seasons two and three. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in a better place now. And yeah, same idea with Christy. Last few days, it's going to be a piece of cake. I can do this in my sleep. Yeah. Done. She's great. Yeah. I, like, Christy, Christy does not like the social game Survivor, is what I think. Christy just wants to be on a survival show, and I'm glad that she's here. Mm -hmm. I enjoy when she's on camera, but I'm sort of like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's She's playing a game that she is proud of. Which I have made fun of people for doing before, where it's like, I'm going to be honorable and I'm going to work hard and blah, blah, blah. It's different for her. She came into this game for different reasons. She did not come to play Survivor to win a million dollars. She came to play Survivor to prove to herself and to America I that someone with a disability can do this. Yeah. She's accomplished that goal. Everything else for her is frosting. Because I don't think she has a path to the million. And I think she thinks she doesn't have a path to the million. You don't think she has a likable enough personality that she could, like... Or at least a, a good enough story that she could get four votes. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. It's... Because the, the people she could be going up against, like, yeah. maybe Bruce? Oh, I think they're a, they're a very similar... That's, the, that's why I think that. Because, okay, well, which one of them... They're both feel-good stories. Mm -hmm. Well, which one's the better feel-good story? Christy. Yeah. I'd flip it. I... I, think, I think Bruce would actually probably say, you should vote for Christy. Yeah. If they were both up there. Maybe Rob, if it's a bitter jury. I think besides that, she loses to everyone. Mm, okay. And I am a little worried, like I said, about Rob's jury pool now. Because I don't think Dave vote. Uh, Dave, we'll see. Dave's kind of a wild card. But Rob fucking hated Dave so much. But I don't know if Dave knew that. So uh, that's a bit of a wild card. I think Dina votes for Rob, if Rob's in the final two. I think Dina... Is a game player. Game respect she sees, game. Yeah, game respect game. This next episode, this next time on, I don't know if you can get 
Alex, Jenna, Heidi's votes. We're gonna find out. Which means you gotta find a way to take one of them to the final two. Yeah. So, Alex is voted out. One brief note before that. Jenna is asked about her bond with Heidi and why certain people... She says that certain people bond more closely and that's just what is what it is. And she's like, Jeff's pointing out that 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 should be a, a problem, right? That's a red flag. That's a red flag. People should stop that. It's like, nah, we're just friends. Just friends. Don't worry about it. And Jeff starts asking people, do you feel like you're going to go home tonight? Yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Well, you were surprised. Well, the, the four say that they're surprised. The bottom three pre this vote yeah. say, yeah, I would have, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I was, Christy also answers that question weirdly. Cause like, if you're Christy, why do you think you're on the chopping block? If someone from the three of you was going home, it's Matt. Why would they get rid of you? Mm. So you should be surprised. I mean, nah, if you're bottom three, take them out in any order. It doesn't really matter. Cool. Alex is gone. How would Alex do in Future Survivor? Honestly, I think pretty similar or better. He's not... Oh, and I'd like to point out, we, we want to get rid of... We still have, like, Matt or Alex on the chopping block because, oh, they're the physical threats. We still have not had a physical immunity challenge. <laughs> uh, Strength-based immunity challenge. Yeah. So that fallacy is going to live on for a long time. It lived on in me. It lives on in me still. But, like, that perception is going to continue. But Alex is not probably the strongest guy on most seasons he's on. Like, he's in good shape, mm -hmm. but he's not even in the top three most physical guys on this season. So I, he's, he's not somebody that's going to, like, after emerge, draw a whole bunch of aggro. And he, he's likable. He's personable. And he's not bad at strategy. But he is a little cocky. He is a little cocky. And I think that's something that in a modern game, he, you wouldn't be as much. Yeah. So it's almost like the same thing as Dina, where I'm like, I feel like Dina's much better at Survivor than he is. But I feel like it's kind of similar where this was the best season for Alex until it wasn't. Hmm. And frankly, without Rob, he probably wins this season. I, I could see a path with that happening. Yeah, like you swap Rob out with Dave. Gen generic other guy. Gen generic man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they go to the final four. The two of them have their dude bro competition and whichever one of them is left has a very strong path to winning so yeah i would say my my absolute floor for him is probably like two to three votes into the merge like i mm. don't think i don't see a world in which he, you really ever send him home before the merge and his ceiling is to win yeah okay well he's not coming back mm. no <laughs> no alex coming back he does, however, get married to a future Survivor contestant. Oh. So that's fun. And adopts a girl. How do... Oh, because all the Survivor people network and know they each other. They all yeah, yeah, know yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. The more I'm on Instagram, the more I'm like, yeah, they all know each other. Yeah. And I do want to point out his, his luxury item was a triathlon medal. I think that's... Fuck off. That's funny. <laughs> What's interesting to me... Is that I? I dug a little bit. I found his. You 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 were digging up holes. Stop. <laughs> I found his. He he runs like a or owns a coffee shop in California in Oakland. Okay. And there's there's a bunch of links to his like personal Twitter, 
and it's suspended and i don't know why fascinating it doesn't give me a good reason like there's there's links to like people and other people like give oh this person we love him like from survivor but the count the account is suspended someone's gonna write in and tell us i don't know what happened someone tell me why wow are do you know if like him heidi and jenna stayed close i don't know well maybe i would say that's a good question for our survivor historians in the email sure but also we might want to hold off on that until like everyone's voted out sure but also, him and his wife are the second longest survivor relationship. Oh. Have we seen the first? No. Okay. So they got, so they met like years after the show then. They got married in 2006. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's coming soon. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Neat. That's it. And your protagonist. Yeah, it's Rob. Yeah, it is. It it's really Rob. is. I, I, there's nothing else to say on that There's nothing else to say. He's great. He might be doing a little too much for the jury. He's Mm -hmm. not for me. I think, I think he's playing an amazing game. I'm, I'm terrified if he gets to the final two that the jury's not going to respect it. And I, watching Rob now has kind of flipped me on the idea of a bitter jury. Mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh yeah, it's, it's all, it's all fine because like part of the game is getting a jury to like you, Mm -hmm. but the jury also has to have the right mindset and grade them on the merits and not grade them because they were personally wronged. So there's some nuance in there. That's fair. I see what you're saying. Cool. Then let's end the episode with a bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Like I said, feel free to send us emails. We may try to weave them in there. It, It may get pushed for a little bit longer, so... Stay tuned. We're getting those episodes out. Otherwise, we're, we would cut down episodes. And I think we would rather have the episodes yeah. and not the emails than have the emails and not the episode. So. Hot take you got there, Steven. I know, right? That's just me. What would you like to promote today? We do this like once or twice a season. Maybe I've already done it too much this season. I don't remember. But promoting, promoting us. Nice. We have like, I think, 10 to 15 reviews on both platforms. Thank you. The person who left us a three-star review, also thank you. The hate mail makes me stronger. They didn't write why, and I, I do, I, I do want to know. He must find out. He must find out. But yeah, like I said, if I think I said if I, if every single person who listens writes a review because we do know how many people listen, that I would. What was it? I was something to do with you. Oh, gonna, starting an OnlyFans for you. Not doing that. Okay, fine. If we get everyone to write reviews for us that listens, I will let ChatGPT write my speech for Stephen's wedding. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> okay, well that's uh that's something. <laughs> I guess I'm going to promote <laughs> Stephen's going to promote not reviewing us. <laughs> I don't know. We like reviews. I'll promote chat GPT. <laughs> you better it's marrying you. <laughs> the power of AI is frightening and very cool. I did, I played around a little bit with chat GPT and there is a cutoff, like a, or at least the version I was using, it has like a date cutoff of everything after this date I cannot use. Probably to keep it from like, I don't know, being a danger to society or something. I don't know. What do you mean after 
what date you can't use like it, it had a a hard cutoff about information after it was like something 2021 it oh. said i don't know anything about this and i think it was asking questions about survivor and it said something about I actually don't know anything about that because that was after this date. I'm like, it, that probably was like when the release, when it was like built and released and tested and they haven't added, they like made it a closed system instead of like, all right, feed in because a lot of AI bots that just get fed in open source from the internet become like horrible yeah. and not very reliable and also racist. They all become racist and I blame people because... I mean, if you're pulling from all of the internet, you're pulling from the darkest corners, so yeah. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Don't be racist. I am a building. <laughs> Goodbye.